0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the real San Francisco treat provided by BYU
1: Basketball.
0: A new career high for
1: star center
0: Eric Mika.
1: Going for two ought to be fun. For me and the 10 new BYU football players, our three impact players from the group.
0: Plus NFL tight end and aspiring BYUSN host Dennis Pitta makes his case for why he really deserves a spot on our IMDb page. Let's go!
1: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Friday January 13th. What? Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who gives absolutely zero credence to superstitions on Friday the 13th, Jerem Jordan.
1: Yeah, you're right. I I don't. Yeah, I I don't. Do you?
0: No. Unless I see a guy wearing a hockey mask randomly on Friday the 13th. With a knife. Then that would be kind of weird, right? Like,
1: yeah, but if you're at Peaks Ice Arena, then that's normal, right? Location matters, like real estate.
0: (laughs) Do you put any credence into like walking under ladders and black cats and all that stuff? Like, does any of that stuff weird you
1: out? No. Although, if I do see a black cat, I think about that part in the Matrix where there's like a glitch or whatever. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? I don't have reset the
0: (laughs) whatever. I don't have hardly any superstitions, but I did notice that I do one weird thing the other day. You do more than one. Okay, that's true. But in terms of like superstitions, straight up superstitions, I cannot pick up a coin that I find on the ground or just randomly find unless it is heads up. If it's Uh, tails, if it's uh, tails, I literally will flip the coin until it lands on its head and then I will take it.
1: Story time. Uh, My (laughs) uncle and his teenage friends uh, at Education Week uh, several years ago in the 90s, uh, they glued a quarter... To the ground. Oh, classic! So prank. they just watch people try and pick it up. Classic right? prank. Yeah. Yes. So, so they go to this class, and the teacher's like, "Sorry, I'm late. I tried to pick up a quarter, but someone had glued it to the ground." What? Yeah, in it world? was my uncle Chris and his buddies. Nicely played by <laughs> Uncle Chris. Yeah, I only pick up Sacagawea dollars. That's the minimum for me picking up a quarter. <laughs> Specifically, Sacagawea.
0: Also nicely played last night. The bench celebration oh, yeah. by freshman Peyton Dastrip of BYU Basketball.
1: Yeah, so Boney Fuller has a lot of influence. I, I would say power. Uh, Boney challenged Peyton Dastrip, who loves attention. We do too. Um, <laughs> to row a boat on the sideline. <laughs> so he did after a made three by Elijah Bryant. And at white b-ball pains who has 217,000 followers, tweeted the video from BYU TV. So congratulations (laughs) to Peyton Dastrup, who was ecstatic upon finding this out when I showed him after the game. Not sure how I would rate that rowing motion. He's not transferring to Minnesota to play for P.J. Fleck anytime soon. I'll just say that. Roll the boat!
0: (laughs) Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines now that we've got the White b-ball pains out of the way. Men's basketball defeated San Francisco last night, 85-75. Eric Mika scoring a career-high 31 points. Mm. Nick Emery added 22. Huge first half from him. BYU plays at San Diego, no longer home of the Chargers.
1: Tomorrow at 10 Eastern, Listen live on BYU Radio. BYU football adds 10 players to the 2017 roster. They're back in school. Now they include four return missionaries and two transfers. We'll tell you our three immediate impact players from the group coming up at the bottom of the hour.
0: Ashley Hatch was selected second overall in the National Women's Soccer League draft headed to the North Carolina Courage.
1: Wow, second! Michelle
0: Vasconcelos was selected 11th overall, the first pick of the second round by the Chicago Red Stars.
1: Congratulations, ladies. BYU had two draft picks in that league prior to yesterday, and then they had two yesterday. So awesome. A banner year. In fact, what Jennifer Rockwood called BYU's most talented team ever, Validated by those two picks. Very nice. And fourth ranked men's volleyball, swept McKendry in three sets last night. Ben Patch led the team with nine kills. During the match, Patch was recorded with a 46 inch vertical leap. What? Jake Langlois jumped 44 inches on a play last night. Watch these dudes tonight against Cordy Irvine in person or tomorrow night on BYU TV at 9 Eastern Time. Brendan Sander. All American outside hitter, first teamer last year, will join us coming up later in the program. I
0: remember when I had a forty-six inch vertical on my trampoline.
1: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> and you'd put your basketball hoop next to it, and then you just dunk. Did you do that? Oh, what that was it's the best, like. man. Yeah. They they can do that's it what for it was real. like. That's the only time I dunked. They can do it for real. <laughs>
0: we need a trampoline. Gymnastics, by the way, also hosting fifth rank Utah tonight. Rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending
1: on BYU the
0: Sports Nation. The real San Francisco treat.
2: Pause. Now to Mika for us. Yes. Career best!
0: 31 for Mika. BYU beats San Francisco 85 75 behind a career best from Eric Mika, as was just called by Dave McCann on BYU TV's broadcast last night. 31 points. Also, a resurgent Nick Emery put together a complete game with 22 points, 18 in the first half, and added to his WCC lead in steals. And then there's Eli Bryant, Jerem. Efficient for a second consecutive game. I like what I'm seeing there. Those three leading the Cougars to their 13th win of the season and a 4-1 mark in West Coast Conference play. But what really caught your attention last night, BYU
1: Sports Nation? Jerem, roll out the Twitter goodness. What was the most impressive thing from last night's game against uh, San Francisco? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Greg Rosenhand, that riding a bike and eating ramen is a competitive advantage if your name is Eric Mika. Nicely played. Hashtag the advantages of serving missions. <laughs> of course, that's a reference to Kalani Satake in the national championship game broadcast on ESPN News in the coach's film room. Yeah, use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. What, what was the most impressive thing from you? Nick Emery, straight up.
0: I have been so impressed with the way he has played defense. He leads the West Coast Conference in steals. Hmm,
1: I think that runs in his family. I'm not sure.
0: It was like watching Jackson at times last night. His anticipation of the ball on the passing lanes. It was fun to watch a BYU player roll out his defensive skills.
1: It reminded uh, me of you at Northridge.
0: Oh, dude. Play the D, shoot the three, man. <laughs> that was what it was all about at Northridge High School. Late in Utah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really impressed with Nick Emery. And his defense, it, we know what he can do offensively. You saw him go for 36 last year and a game for 37, and he lit up San Francisco last year. Uh, Yeah. But Nick Emery put together a complete game, not just on defense, on but on offense, shot the ball really what carried BYU in the first half offensively. That was the thing that impressed me the most, was that he he put together that complete game. And by the
1: way, I don't know what it is. He destroys the Dons.
0: About Nick Emery in San Francisco. But that brings us to our stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU
0: Sports Nation stat of the day. Nick Emery averages 26.7 points per game against San Francisco. Three games, shooting 65% from the field. Out of control. 71% from the three-point
1: line. He's a Don killer. Like, being a local uh, native of Utah, uh, it's like, oh, this guy always kills the Jazz. You know, you always know those guys. Eddie Johnson of the Rockets or whatever. That's Nick Emery with San Francisco, okay? The most impressive thing for me was the way that BYU changed in the two halves. Okay. They adapted, okay? So the first half was Nicholas Emery. Yeah. Doing his thing. 18 yes. in the first half. Second half, uh, because the guards had played so well for BYU, all of a sudden Eric Mika is guarded one on one. That's he has, smart. He has 23 points in the second half. There was a point in the first five minutes where no one else had taken a shot on BYU's team, and Eric Meek was 5 of 6 from the field. There was a point, by the way, where BYU had made 22-point field goals and 19 were in the paint. They got the ball inside, so I really like that. And I think that bodes well uh, because if you have an off-shooting night, it might not matter because you have a future lottery pick inside that you can get the
0: ball We were walking out of the Marriott Center with Eric Meek last night, and we joked like, yeah, I don't know why they were guarding you one-on-one. He's like, I don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) You know. <laughs> <laughs> he was happy. Sure. Why Why would you leave him one-on-one?
1: But, I, by the way, in the post-game show, sorry, in the post-game press conference, Nick Emery and uh, Eric Meeker were there. They told us they were distracted because there were some TVs on in the background. What was the name of the show? Uh, Nietzsche, uh, the Nietzsche show. Nietzsche Show. Yeah. So they said they were just kind of watching that, <laughs> casually answering questions. <laughs> I didn't think there were... Their focus, yeah, their post-game focus was on that. That was fun. I love how real they are.
0: They're fun. It's a fun fun team to cover, big personalities, and when you're winning – it makes it that much more enjoyable. I, again, I don't know what it is about BYU and left-handed shooters against San Francisco. Was but it this, Tim
1: Dirksen the last couple of years? Okay.
0: Well, so he's left-handed. That's good for San Francisco. Oh, you're but saying, then there's Carlino. Yeah. Matt Carlino destroyed San
1: Francisco as well. And now Nick Emery, the left-handed assassin. We should make a commercial. Are you left-handed? Can you shoot a basketball? Come play Do against Do you want to play Francisco? against San Francisco? <laughs> You'll have at least 30.
0: <laughs> now, here's the thing. eighty-five, seventy-five. Yay, BYU wins. Everything's great, right? Four and one. On to the next one. San Diego tomorrow. There was one concern from last night's game that was brought up by our good friend Eric Mika. Our close personal friend Eric Mika. Thank along you, with Stephen a. Smith. a. Smith. Yeah,
2: Stephen A. Smith too.
0: During my walk off interview with him last night.
2: We can just step harder and or how do you say it, accelerate a little bit more? Because you know, we got him down ten, twelve and we've done that a lot this season. We just gotta extend that to a twenty point lead instead of letting it go from 8 to 13 and fluctuating there.
0: My high school coach would call this the boot stomp effect, which I always thought was kind of weird. (laughs) But, okay, (laughs) I thought that was super weird. Mm -hmm. But I get the idea. If you get a team down by 10, keep the throttle down, right? Put the gas all the way down and just keep rolling. Keep taking it to them. And that's what Eric's getting at. Don't allow them to hang around and get back in it because – that has burned BYU in the past, especially in those non-Saint Zaga games in West Coast Conference play. Yeah. If you're big, BYU made plays. bigger.
1: Yeah, BYU made plays in the second half, like I did in going for two.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, here we go. Here we go. I've allowed Jerem Jordan to find a glimmer You've of allowed. hope. You've I have, allowed? I have allowed him to find a glimmer of hope in this season-long competition. We're going for two. Can you predict the future? I can. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU
1: Sports Nation.
0: All right. For the first time ever. For the first
1: time in for it. E-
0: for the first time ever, Jerem Jordan yeah. has a lead in going for two. Yeah, that's what's up. Because I went 0 for 2 last night, and Jerem... Was two for two. You're four for your last four. Well, well,
1: how well. How about
0: that? Let's oh, recap. Oh, the turns table. Yes. Thank you, Michael Scott. Let's recap, shall we? I said Yoli Childs would have more rebounds than Eric Mika. Mm. I was way off on that one. <laughs> and I talked to Yoli after the game. He's like, yeah, I had a rough game. Just got to get better. And I wanted to say, yeah, man.
1: Thanks. You cost me. <laughs> That's all you should have said.
0: Actually, Yoli was really good, blocking, the first four protecting the rim. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it's, it's okay, Yoli. Eric Meek had 12 rebounds. Yoli only had three. Then I said BYU will have 20-plus bench points. Mm.
1: Really? It wasn't a blowout, therefore that didn't work. We both thought that, this, that the game would be a blowout.
0: All I needed not a was six points other than Elijah Bryant.
1: <laughs> Seriously, Elijah carried that. His shoulders probably hurt.
0: BYU had 15 bench points. Eli had 14 of them. One point from Stephen Bale, who's a good shooter, who missed free throws. He missed, like, three, on, he missed three free throws.
1: Make those free throws. <laughs> you have great hair, but you didn't help me.
0: Yeah, oh for That's 2. I thought for sure I would get the bench points one. Nope.
1: Okay, I got my two. Here they are. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco will make eight or less threes. How
2: many
0: three-pointers did
1: they shoot? Exactly, they made exactly eight. 32? Eight threes. I think they shot thirty-two. Yeah, what did they shoot? I don't know. Uh, second one, Elijah Bryant will attempt seven plus free throws. Swiss, Unbelievable. shot exactly seven both free throws. Those, both of those, both of them on we, the line, like super late in the game. Didn't we talk? Didn't we talk about we should like get bonus points for nailing them? Well, then like, I should right get on? bonus
0: points for what I did with TJ Haas.
1: We, we need to discuss this. By the way, coming up in the future, we're gonna we're gonna do going for two head to head. Yes, which is what we talked about. Yes. Of, Either uh, it's me or you. It's not both, right? So we'll get to that later. They shot 32 threes and only make eight. Okay, we got a game tomorrow. What are your Come picks? Come on.
0: All right. Well, again, got to allow well, Jarrett to I'm
1: up now. I'm up. I'm up.
0: He's got I'm the up. hope. Now it's time for me to crush his soul. <laughs> Number one, San Diego oh, will score 66 points or less on their home floor. They average 71 a game. I think the Toreros will score 66 or less. BYU's defense will continue on the road. It's tough to win on the road. We talked mm, a ton yeah. about that, right? Yeah. Okay. I think BYU's defense shows up. And the Cougars will win by 16 points or less. Okay. I okay. think it'll be competitive at the, the Slim Jim.
1: I'm definitely going to miss at least one of mine. Because 17 the, is the operative number for okay. me, as you know. Okay. BYU will win by 17+. plus. BYU will win by 17 So one of us is going to get that. Yep. So that's a head-to-head kind of deal right there, right? It's either me or you on that one. Yeah, I love that. And then number two, BYU will hold the leading scorer for San Diego, Brett Bailey. Under his average of seventeen points. Okay, yeah, average is seventeen. He's gonna have under. Mm. Hopefully, like Ronnie Boyce, he only plays two minutes. <laughs> San Francisco's leading scorer played well, it's two so minutes. So weird. Last night. I think
0: he's in the doghouse or something. But that yeah,
1: that was just that, that was odd. That was you know? Weird
0: conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What was the most impressive thing from last night's game against San Francisco at CL? Like going for two picks. Nope. Says Mika only had one foul in thirty-two minutes, and he scored thirty-one. You would never predict that in going for two. You did.
1: You said three or less one game, and you got it. I did get that one, right? Because he had three. Maybe I should go
0: back to that well. <laughs> Foul. And Laser Sheep, Eric Mika can have a lackluster half and still have a career night. How does that not impress True. like everyone? Great point. Great point. Still on the way. Big deal, no deal. BYU Football announces 10 new players to the roster. But first, we talk with our fellow co-host. Huh? As classified on our IMDb page, oh. Dennis Pitta joins BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation when you feel like it. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, over the weekend. Just use the hashtag
1: BYUSN. And tonight you can watch for the first time this season, gymnastics on BYU TV. The Cougars take on the fifth-ranked Utah Red Rocks at 9 Eastern Time. Spencer Linton on the call. If you haven't watched gymnastics before, I recommend it. It's fun, especially the meet tonight. You tell me it's the best of the yeah year.
0: young up and coming BYU team and one of the premier programs in the country with Utah nine Eastern on BYU TV. What's the most impressive thing you saw during last night's game against San Francisco at the Marriott Center at Black Goose Thirteen says Elijah Bryant and his performances off the bench. The two most recent games.
1: Yeah, the last three games he's been in double figures. He's off has been the, bench. the pattern
0: of efficiency. He's shooting the ball well, making free throws. Nine
1: for his last 14 from the field. Last two games. Very I nice. will
0: take it. Sixth man advantage to Elijah Bryant. It's been a long time since we have talked to it our next been. guest. He is joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline Rumored as a 2017 host of the show, according to our IMDb page, Dennis Pitta. Dennis, welcome back to the show, man.
3: Thank you, guys.
0: Hey, what was your reaction? It a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. What was your reaction to uh, seeing your name on the IMDb page?
3: Oh, I mean, it was expected. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there was no shock or awe on, on my end. <laughs>
1: How did that even happen? That's the real question. Like, who's, who's And it, It's not just that you're a rumored future co-host. It says stars. Jerem Jordan, Spencer Linton, Dennis
3: Pitta. I'm one of the stars of the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with that.
0: John Beck told us in San Diego he feels like he is challenging you for this so-called star spot and co-host position that you're going after. What do you think about John Beck trying to uh, supplant you, Dennis, in that arena?
3: yeah I mean, you know it wouldn't be the first time someone was trying to take my job, so <laughs> listen, man, John, I know what that feels like yeah, <laughs> yeah you do um John uh you know John texted me when he was doing the show and and I actually listened to the show that John was on, and he just doesn't bring up personality, you know i just i don't I don't really see a big threat there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dennis Pitta with us on BYU Sports Nation The rumored 2017 host Now Dennis, you got to come in Studio B To officially qualify as a host So when, when's that happening next?
3: You know, I will be there at the end of next month I think I'm going to come out to Utah Try and catch a couple of basketball games And, uh, you know, take my place as, as host
0: Beads of sweat are starting to form on Jerem's forehead <laughs> Said no one
3: <laughs> Ever, <laughs> me and me and Ben are trying to work out the details right now, but uh, I think we might be able to get a contract in place by February.
1: Yeah, I think the money's a little different uh, than what you get with the Ravens. I don't, I don't, I, probably right. Uh, speaking well, of we're
3: trying to make it as competitive as possible, there you go. Yeah, okay, yeah. all
1: right. You you uh, haven't really played a lot in the last two years. Then you played this season and you set a single game and season records with the Ravens. What did it take? To come back and play the way you played.
3: Well, I mean, you know, it was a good year for me personally. Um, you know, it's just nice to play in all sixteen games. That doesn't—that hasn't happened in a long time for me. So, uh, you know, I—I I feel like throughout my career, I've always been a durable player. I don't think I missed a game at BYU in my first few years in the league. It's just, you know, this darn hip injury the last couple of years is, has really, you know, kind of been been my issue. But the hip feels great now. You know, it didn't give me any trouble all all this past season, and uh, you know, I was able to play in every game. So, you know, as far as team goals, we didn't quite accomplish what we wanted to, and just missed the postseason. But um, it was great being out there and, and being able to contribute a little bit. Did you feel
1: you know fully healthy, or did you have to battle through that all year?
3: No, I mean, I felt fully ho- healthy. You know, I I really could have come back at the end of last year. Um, I started on the pup list, and you know, felt good enough to come back, but. I just wasn't quite ready, so I gave myself some extra time, and and you know I really think it paid off because I felt great all this year. Like I said, I mean my hip didn't give me any trouble, which you know was was really promising and encouraging. So hopefully we got a few more left in us, and uh, then I'll you know be be able to come on the show full time. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: take care of business on the field. Jerem's in no rush for you to come in here.
3: Why is it me and not you?
0: <laughs> like what? Hey, because man, that's that's the precedent that's been established. Dennis Pitta with us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, star tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. Dennis, I know you've been busy and, and battling through those injuries and playing a sixteen game season, but how much attention were you able to pay to what BYU did this year going nine and four under Kalani Satake?
3: Yeah, I mean I I tried to watch as many games as I could. It's it's not always easy on the on the east coast, especially when games start at, you know, eight o'clock. You know, on the West Coast, and start at ten my time. So, it, it was tough sometimes. But you know, I watched a lot of them, and I followed the, you know the team as close as I could. And you know, I was impressed with the way they played all year. I think Kalani and, and his staff did a great job. It's not easy coming in and um, you know trying to implement a new system, and uh, and have success right away. And, and they were able to do that. You know, a lot of tough, close losses, which you know as a fan were were tough to watch, but. You know, overall, it was a fun season for for everybody. So, you know, I think, you know, with Tanner at the helm next year, it's going to be it's going to be a good season. So, I'm excited. What
1: What do you think of uh, what Kalani Sitake is doing to kind of shape BYU football, uh, maybe in a different way now?
3: Yeah, I think he's doing a great job. I mean, uh, you know, the, to have immediate success like that when you're really switching a full de- defensive system and offensive system and And really don't have, you know, necessarily the players that you want for that system. Um, it's difficult. And so, you know, I think they did a great job and it'll just continue to get better as they're able to recruit the kind of more the style of players that they want and, uh, you know, really, really be able to take off with, with, you know, those systems in place.
0: Dennis Pitta with us, NCAA consensus All American tight end at BYU and a new team record holder with 83 catches for the Baltimore Ravens this season. Dennis, uh, we have to ask this question: What do you think about the new Los Angeles Chargers logo?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know,
1: I like it. You guys don't like it? What? What? You like it? It's the Tampa Bay Lightning and uh, LA Dodgers logo combined, man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, there's so many there's only so many things you can do with an L and an A. I think they did a great job.
0: Okay. So
3: you are... I don't even know what the old Chargers logo was. It <laughs> a bolt. What was it?
0: Just a lightning bolt, a yellow lightning bolt. That's it. They didn't have really a San Diego like throwback. Yeah. It was just a bolt. Just ask Eric Weddle, man.
1: He'll tell you. Team <laughs> what what's it what's it like dealing with Weddle all year?
3: Oh, you know, it's it's tolerable. But uh <laughs> you know I I got to uh well, unfortunately, you know, we lost to Utah again this year, so he had to rub it in my face for that, but yeah, you know, I did get him to take the giant youth sticker off his truck, which was a win in my book. <laughs> how'd you you did?
1: Do, how'd How did that? you do it? How did
3: you do that? Pull that off? Yeah, I mean, I just kept giving him a hard time. One day he showed up, wasn't on there.
0: Nicely so. played.
3: Yeah, yeah so right. that was a win.
0: A rise and shout to Dennis for getting Eric Will wow. to take the huge Utah sticker yeah. off of his truck. Uh, <laughs> as we push forward now and look at the, the state of BYU football, you play obviously in a pro-style offense because you play at the highest level. Do you see similarities in BYU's offense compared to what you run in Baltimore with Joe Flacco?
3: Yeah, I mean, BYU does a lot of those same things, you know, they... Uh, a lot of the offensive sets, the formations are similar, Um, you know, from a, from a play action standpoint, it's a lot of the same and and kind of those keepers and bootlegs and rollouts and stuff where you see those tight ends getting, getting some of those balls. Um, You know, it's very similar. So, you know, Ty Detmer was in, you know, this style of offenses his whole career in the NFL. So it's, I, I, you know, he, he understands it very well. And, and, I think it's a system that's going to be good for BYU um, and one that, you know, once they kind of get the the type of players and, you know, some of the the tight ends and receivers that they want in place, um, it's really going to, you know, take off. So it it was fun to watch, you know. And uh, I'm excited what they can do with with a guy like Tanner at the helm. And when he gets more comfortable kind of under center and and doing some of those things and the the checks and audibles that he has to make at the line, you know, he's going to really excel.
1: Uh, we're going to talk about 10 players that were just added to the roster coming up in the next segment and our impact players among those coming up. But uh, I was thinking about Hunter Renfro of Clemson, the receiver who caught the national championship winning pass, who wasn't really desired out of high school. You came to BYU kind of as a uh, walk-on or preferred walk-on and played your way into that. What what words of encouragement do you have for those kind of guys at this point, maybe in high school or coming back from missions, that do want to play uh d1 and nxl like you did
3: well i mean i'll be honest it's not an easy road to take <laughs> you know you you uh you, but you do have to make the most of your opportunities when they come and, and the opportunities are, are typically limited but you know i came to byu and, <clears throat> and like you said i was a <clears throat> sorry guys i was a preferred walk on it's but, an emotional thing dennis i know yeah i no, I get i get all choked up when i start talking about it <laughs> um <laughs> No, so I, I got to BYU, and, and nobody really knew my name. I remember one of the first spring practices I participated in, um, Coach Croton, who was the head coach at the time, called me over and you know, talked to me and called me Dustin. He didn't even know my name right <laughs> <laughs> so you know I didn't take that as a great sign initially. Um, but, you know, it's a tough road, but you just have to believe in yourself. You know, I always felt like I could be a good player and that I was a good player. And I worked hard and, and tried to set myself up as best I could so that when those opportunities came, you know, I could I could show something. And uh, fortunately, it, it worked out for me. But it is a tough road. And, you know, if you are a good player, you just got to continue to have confidence in that and work hard and, and make sure you're ready for the opportunity.
0: Dustin, we just need to know one more thing. <laughs> 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 Who, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year?
3: Oh, man. Um well, I I think out of the AFC it's going to be it's going to be New England. Okay. I don't think. I mean we played them up there and they were <laughs> a good team. That was a good Which game. It was great for Kyle Van Yeah, yes, absolutely. I uh it was funny when we played them Kyle had just been traded a few weeks earlier and and so I you know I, I saw him all game long. He was covering me at times and I had to block him a little bit and but he wasn't, you know, I, I try to talk to him a lot on the field, and he didn't really want to talk on the field. A <laughs> Out of he breath. Way too, he was way too focused during the moment. He's but, a patriot, man. The patriot yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was a fun game. But, they, you know, they're a good team, and obviously so well coached. that It's going to be tough for anybody to go into Foxborough and beat those guys. So I think, you know, they'll be one of the participants. When you look at the NFC, it's a little tougher Personally, I think Green Bay is playing the best football out of anybody. Okay. And uh I would not be surprised if they're in it. Now if it's a Green Bay New England showdown I'm still taking New England. So that's my pick to win it, which isn't a very flashy pick, but um I've played those guys, I know they're pretty good. Dennis,
0: you've got you've got a future being an analyst if you want. You you know this. You yes. just displayed those skills. Yeah, that was
1: pretty
3: good. No, I I know that. Don't worry. <laughs> there's there's no lack of confidence on my end.
1: Yeah. Well, Dustin, we appreciate the time. <laughs>
3: <That's- laughs> Jeremy's trying to get me off air as quickly as he can. <laughs>
0: hey, someone just tweeted in uh, that said, "Dennis Pitta, when the time comes, I'm going to miss the guy who buttons the top button of his shirts." In reference well, to Jeremy, D- no,
1: Dennis does it too. Well, yeah, that- so that's true. So it'll so- be a seamless
3: transition. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dennis, nice. always a pleasure, man. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in studio. Be soon. Congratulations on a fantastic year. Uh, we're super stoked for you, man.
3: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You Keep got up it. the good work. You guys are doing great.
0: All right, brother. Keep Sounds up, good.
3: <laughs> I always do because I'm top-buttoned.
0: He's the preferred walk-on co-host. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dennis. Thanks, man.
3: Okay, guys, see ya.
0: Dennis Pitta on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. That's
1: hilarious. Dustin. <laughs> Dustin, Kyle I didn't want to talk during the game. <laughs> <laughs> it is always fun. Hey, to Kyle, talk how game. you doing? <sighs> yeah, too
0: focused, man. Don't talk to mean. me. Patriot way, bro. BYU Volleyball junior outside hitter Brendan Sander will join us later. But first, BYU football adds 10 players to the roster. Which of them do we expect to make an immediate impact in 2017?
1: Not Dennis Pettis.
0: BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by Brady Industries. Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Welcome back, sports friends Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime,
1: anywhere. Women's Hoops is back on BYU TV tomorrow against San Diego. Two Eastern time, BYU Radio and BYU TV. The Cougars lost a tough one at San Francisco last night. They return home to take on the Toreros. The road has not
0: been friendly to BYU women's basketball this season, Mm. but they get a home game tomorrow. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. At the Marriott Center last night, the BYU men beat up on San Francisco 85-75. Eric Mika scored a career-high 31 points. Nick Emery had 22. BYU at San Diego in the Jenny Craig Pavilion, the Slim Jim, 10 Eastern on BYU Radio.
1: That's not a joke. It's nicknamed the Slim Jim, by the way. BYU football added 10 players to the 2017 roster. They're back in school. They include four return missionaries and two transfers. We'll tell you our three immediate impact players coming up in just a moment. Ashley Hatch selected
0: second overall in the National Women's Soccer League draft to the North Carolina Courage. Michelle Vasconcelos not far behind. Nine picks later, the 11th overall selection by the Chicago Red Stars. Very cool.
1: And fourth-ranked men's volleyball swept McKendree in three sets last night. Ben Patch led the team with nine kills during the match. Patch was measured with a 46-inch vertical jump at one point. Oh, my gosh. Jake Langlois had a 44-inch Vertical Leap at one point as well. BOA hosts future Mountain Pacific Sports Federation member Concordia Irvine tonight, 9 Eastern time. And then McKendry again tomorrow night. We'll have that one on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Jeremy, it's all about that Federation championship. Oh, the Federation. We have the trophy from it last year on the set. It is all about the Federation
0: championship. This is how much BYU cares about it. And we've got a golf head cover protecting it as well.
1: Yes, it stays
0: warm. <laughs> it's the winter, man. BYU wants a natty. Got to take care of that He's won three day. of the last four,
1: by the way. How about that?
0: Very solid. Time that we play Big Deal, No Deal.
3: Big Deal, No
0: Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one, Big Deal, No Deal. BYU football announces 10 players have been added to the roster to begin Winter semester.
1: Oh, this is a big deal. It's football news in January. And some of these guys are going to be impact players. So let's, let's tell you the 10, and then we'll tell you the 3 we think will make an impact.
0: All right, let's go through the list right now. As Jerem just said, transfers are Wayne Tay Kirby, defensive lineman from Oregon. He recovered a fumble in the Utah game this year in Salt Lake in that win for the Ducks. He's coming to BYU, but has to sit out per NCAA transfer rules. Same
1: high school as Taysom Hill, Highland in Pocatello.
0: Defensive Player of the Year in Idaho. Austin Lee is another transfer. He's coming from the University of Utah as a defensive back. He was an All-Stater at Alta High School, 5'11", 203 pounds.
1: Okay, this next kid, listen to this kid. We'll break this down in a second. Ula Tolu, Tolutel, running back, Wisconsin commit prior to his mission, 6'1", 225. He rushed for, these aren't made up, 2,464 rushing yards and 31 touchdowns as a senior. That's not his career. That's as a senior at Eastern Salt Lake City. That is a big get. That is one of the impact players for BYU. He could come in and be a running back right away for BYU and have an impact.
0: All right, some more newcomers. AJ Lolo Hia, defensive end 63230, he'll join Joe Tukuafu a tight end who had 700 receiving yards and eight touchdowns for the same high school as
1: Tolutau East. He's got to be related to Will, right? Absolutely. Seahawks uh, fullback. Yes, yes. Uh, Keanu Saliapaga, defensive end, 2016 signing class, uh, seven sacks. Uh, he was the number one defensive end in California, three-star. He is another impact player for BYU. I think Saliapaga come in, and he, he could see some time this first year.
0: Earl Mariner joins the offensive line. Tiankum Fuga, Romney's younger brother, will play defensive line for Steve Kafusi. These are the return missionaries. Garrett England, a defensive back. And then Matt Bushman, a guy that we heard a ton about during the Bronco Mendenhall regime, who was recruited by that set of coaches. Tight end. He's also on the BYU baseball team.
1: This dude's a very, very talented guy. 6'5", 215, number 14 tight end. Uh, by ESPN out of high school. His senior year at Sabino, which is in Tucson, which, by the way, Max Hall at American Leadership Academy, beat Sabino this last season. To win the state championship. So that's Bushman's uh, alma mater. Yeah. 1,500 receiving yards, 26 touchdowns at Sabino for Matt Bushman. So BYU, we've had BYU's greatest tight end in recent history just on. Maybe Matt Bushman is the next tight end for BYU. They could could have an impact. So Bushman Saliapaga. And And Tolutau. Tolutau. Those are our three impact players. There could be more. All ten could have an impact. We'll see. But those three stick out a lot.
0: Tolutau ran for almost 2,500 yards in one season. That's
1: crazy.
0: BYU (laughs) understandably excited about the fact that he's transferring from Wisconsin. I know, by the way, BYU hosts Wisconsin next year. How about
1: that? Oh, how about that? Yeah,
0: pretty cool stuff. Up next, BYU volleyball junior outside hitter Brendan Sander with the swag in Studio B. His thoughts on the first four matches. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, sharp.
1: Hey, the men's volleyball team uh, had their home opener last night. They play again tonight against Concordia Irvine. And then tomorrow at 9 Eastern time, BYU TV, the first of ten broadcasts on the season. 9 Eastern time, BYU versus McKendry out of the Miva. The Cougars swept the Bearcats last night.
0: Yeah, plenty of impressive stuff at the Smith Fieldhouse last night. Also some impressive things in the Marriott Center. Our Twitter question today What was the most impressive thing from last night's men's basketball game against San Francisco at Mr. Underscore Flintstone ninety four says, Let's be real. It has to be Eric Mika. What a second half and taking their bigs out of the game to
1: boot. Twenty three points in the second half. Fouled on two guys. Yeah. That's called domination. That's that.: is.
0: Career-high 31 points for Eric Mika. Joining us now in studio, junior outside hitter for the fourth-ranked BYU men's volleyball team, who, as Jeremy just mentioned, are back to work tonight against Concordia Irvine, Brendan Sander. Brendan, welcome back, man.
1: Thanks, It's good to be here. We we're hoping to get a first-team All-American in today, so it's perfect. <laughs> we appreciate all right, that. We have yeah. two
0: All-Americans on the show today, right? That's right. Dennis Pitta and Brendan Sander.
1: Yeah, it's been a while for Dennis, but yeah.
0: All right, Brendan, we have to go here. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm going to have to ask this question, but we, we have to go there. What do you think of Ben Patch's white hair?
2: I mean, it's Ben Patch. He, <laughs> he's, he can do what he wants. He, if, he, if he likes it, then I like it. Tell, uh, tell me you give him a hard time about it a little bit on the I side. I mean, under the rug a little bit okay. sometimes. All yeah. right,
1: yeah. Who has the best hair on the team now that Ben's kind of shaking it up from the kind of rooster look? Oh, that's a tough
2: question. Um I'm just gonna go with Will Stanley, I guess. Mm, I don't know. Okay. You'll see it. Yeah. You'll see <laughs> you it will someday. know. The great kinda place like, Stanley's gonna Kind of like problem. mine a little bit. Okay. Uh, okay. It's, <laughs> close. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> what was the off season like for you, Brendan? Oh, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was very hard working. We got in the gym a lot and we got in the weight room a lot and we were pushing each other a lot to get to this point in our season. So it was a lot of fun. I liked it. Some team USA stuff
1: over the summer for you?
2: Oh yeah. That was really fun as well. You went to Mexico City? Yeah, but unfortunately I sprained my ankle like the first day of competition so I couldn't play at all. free trip then, right? Yeah, to Mexico. (laughs) Where do
0: you feel like you improved your game most uh, over the last year following the national championship match up to this point?
2: Um, I think serving has gotten a lot better. Um, Picking out different spots on the court, kind of getting them out of system, and uh, also swinging down the line more and off hands, helped me a lot in the USA gym. So Because there's a lot of big blockers there and big guys there that know how to press over the net and really get in your face. So it was good to be there and learn how to do all that stuff. How much did the National Championship game
1: motivate what you guys tried to improve in the off season? Because everything was awesome except for just that kind of last mm-hmm. match, right?
2: Yeah, I mean... It motivates motivated us to work a little harder this year, like in the off season and stuff like that. But I mean we that match was just a couple points difference and we would have had the national championship like at the end of the sets. So I mean we just kinda keep the same mentality but work a little harder and push a little harder this year.
1: I noticed Wednesday at practice you guys spent some time at twenty two twenty two. Which yeah. kind of talks about that. So so what kind of pressure practices have you had in those situations?
2: Um I mean It's not compared to the pressure of a game situation, but it helps us to develop the kind of swings we have to take in those situations towards the end of the game, when we can kill the ball, when we can kind of just give it to them and reset and then get a better chance to kill the ball next time.
0: Your head coach, Sean Olmsted, is always a show favorite. He he brings a unique style to Studio B. Other than his wardrobe and his style (laughs) expertise, what's the best part of playing for him?
2: Oh, he's a great guy. He's a great coach. I mean... I could call him one of my friends. I could talk to him really easily. We can joke around, and but we could also be really serious together. And he's just a super easy person to play for because he coaches you. He lets you be comfortable in what you do. He supports you in the swing, kind of swings you take. And he just, yeah, I love him. He's a really great guy.
1: You didn't play last night against uh, McKendree. How are you doing? Uh, how's your health right now?
2: Um, it's, it's going. It's increasing. It's getting better and better. But um, I'm just taking this weekend to kind of rest everything and give other guys some chances to play. Like Storm, he's an amazing player. He played with me on some USA teams.
1: He's, he's a freshman off the mission. He's, yeah,
2: and he's, he's an amazing player, great guy. And, yeah, you guys will see that. And you have seen that last night. He hit uh, 4.67 Woo! or something like that. He's an amazing player. Yeah.
1: His name is Storm. Storm, Storm Fa'agata yeah. Tafua, right?
2: Does fa'agata Tafunga. Yeah. Tafunga. There you go.
1: See, this is important. I didn't know how to say his name. Yeah, him. you got to get this right. You got to get this <laughs> thing straightened out
0: before tomorrow. Brendan Sander, all-American volleyball player for the fourth-ranked BYU Cougars, with us in Studio B. What's the toughest part about watching your team play when you want to be out
2: there doing your thing? Oh, it's tough. I mean, I always love playing. I don't like sitting there because I just get too antsy. But um, it's a good perspective for me as well because I get to support my teammates and. So I'm there for them no matter if I'm on the court, off the court. But, yeah, it's it's still fun watching the guys play because they're such incredible athletes.
1: This team only lost one starter, Michael Hatch, who's playing professionally in Europe now. Um, but how is this team different than last year's team?
2: Um, Michael Hatch actually did a lot for us. You wouldn't kind of see that in the games and stuff because he's so low-key and doesn't. But he got a lot of blocks for us and did a lot of things for us. So we're kind of mm-hmm. just working through that and trying to get – that established again, but um, this team's great. I've it's just like last year. I mean, not much has changed. Just a, new, a few new guys have come in, and then we've made crack practice really competitive.
0: You got to watch your brother Taylor play in the Olympics yeah. in Rio. Uh, what did that do for you
2: and your future aspirations with volleyball? Well, that just showed me how hard I have to work because those guys at that level are incredible. I couldn't. There's no words to explain it there insane at volleyball and what they do
1: you got a lot of camera time in rio by the way on nbc yeah. that, that was awesome right
2: yeah i mean i was <laughs> i was sitting with a bunch of people that were kind of shorter than me and all the, <laughs> all the parents and everything that were shorter than me so whenever they'd show the camera in the usa section i would always be there because i was just the tallest out of all of them <laughs> but i'm the shortest on the court so
0: <laughs> yeah go go figure right okay um we, you always want to get better, and you talked about like the level that is required to get to that you know Olympic level, but you're with your team right now, and you're with them every day in the trenches. Where do you feel like this team needs to improve the most after four matches
2: um serving and passing it's always the key to volleyball. I mean if we have a good pass then we're in system, and we have our middles coming hard, or Jake and storm or I coming hard on the outside, and then Ben. Coming in on the right side, and not, the blockers have no clue where it's going to go because all of us can put the ball away really well. So, I mean, passing the ball is huge, and that's where we really need to get, improve in our game.
1: I don't think that BYU's had all three pin hitters—that is, the two outside hitters in the opposite as first or second team All-Americans—together, and that's what happened last year, which is awesome. And they return. So, we're excited to watch uh, tonight against Concordia Irvine, tomorrow on BOA TV against McKendry. We appreciate the time, Brennan. Yeah, Let's give you, you a little BOA Sports Nation karma, though. <laughs> yeah. You, you can to, to you really feel re- up yeah. the karma, right? Oh, heal yeah. up. Yeah. And we know why you wanted to come do this <laughs> yep. interview. I need it. I need it. <laughs> Next week conference play begins. So that's when it remains. Really Absolutely.
0: Gets. Brendan, great to talk to you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. All right, a candidate for the best hair on the BYU men's volleyball team. Our Twitter question today <laughs> What was the most impressive thing you saw from last night's men's basketball game against San Francisco? Your tweets plus why didn't Jimmer Fredette play in the second half of his game today,
1: Jerem? Do you want me to answer now or in no, the cook like, No, I'd like to answer just, that. Right now, we're supposed to run. tease with. Yeah. So, so the people a stay. It was just a question. For the next segment. So we'll tell you in the next segment. Nice okay? tease. BYU Sports Nation
0: presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What should we do, Jerem?
1: Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar whip Around Men's basketball. Cougars beat San Francisco last night 85-75. Eric Mika scored a career-high 31 points. Nick Emery had 22. BYU plays tomorrow at San Diego, discovered by the Germans, tomorrow at 10 Eastern on BYU Radio. Football.
0: Brigham Young added 10 players to the 2017 roster who are back in school, including four returned missionaries and two transfers. Here are three impact players and why we think there'll be an impact. Download
1: the podcast. And Chuck Carlton of the Dallas Morning News reports Jim McMahon will receive the Davy O'Brien Legends Award this year. That's so cool. Ashley
0: Hatch Hatch selected second overall. That was a false start on my part. Yeah, first and 15. (laughs) Second overall in the National Women's Soccer League draft to the North Carolina Courage. Michelle Vasconcelos, 11th overall, playing for the Chicago Red Stars.
1: Volleyball. Fourth-ranked men's volleyball swept McKendree in three sets last night. Ben Patch led the team with nine kills. He had a 46-inch vertical leap at one point last night. Langlois, 44, by the way. BYU hosts future Mountain Pacific Sports Federation member Concordia Irvine and Sean Patchell, the head coach, former BYU head coach, at 9 Eastern tonight. Then McKendree again tomorrow, 9 Eastern. That one's on BYU TV. Jimmer. Fredette. Suffered an ankle injury and... Did
0: not play in the second half of today's game.
1: Get better, Jimmer. Women's gym-er. basketball. That's the second false start. What are we, second and 12? <laughs> that, women's, was not, that was not on me, no. the second It's all good. We'll just throw a deep ball. It's all good <laughs> to Mike Williams. The women's team lost on the road to San Francisco 70-63 to last night. Kalani Purcell recorded 10 points, 19 rebounds. BYU plays San Diego at home live on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 2 Eastern time tomorrow. Gymnastics. Tonight, the Cougars host the Red Rocks and 5th-ranked
0: Utah. 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Gymnastics debut tonight. Men's volleyball debut
1: tomorrow night. Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs play the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. Kyle Van and the New England Patriots, play Saturday tomorrow against the Texans. Cougars in the PGA.
0: <laughs> After round one of the Sony Open in Hawaii, Daniel Summer ah! for 21st at four under par. Zach Blair is tied for 94th Woo-hoo! at even. Woo-hoo! Summer Hayes tees off today at 6 p.m. Eastern, and Blair tees off at 1 10 p.m. Eastern in the second round. This course is electric.
1: <laughs> Track and field. It's Cougar Invit- BYU Cougar Invitational after day one. Kevin Nielsen leads all athletes in the men's heptathlon. The meet continues today and through the weekend. Tennis. The women's team is in Tejas this weekend to take on Southern Methodist. Future guests include Thomas Schell, freshman All American lineman for the BOA football team, Blaine Fowler, and President Coach Steve Cleveland. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you need it most. Dexterlaw.com, as if we'd give it to anybody else. Eric Mika, 23 points in the second half, a career high 31 against San Francisco. Poetic that he got the career
0: high clinching two points on a dunk. You should write a poem about it. I should, that right? Would really be poetic. Maybe I will. Maybe I will, <laughs> Jerry. For the
1: gymnastics meet.
0: <laughs> By the way, we need to play out the NFL playoffs in Tecmo Bowl, okay? Okay. That needs to happen. When
1: you wrote the bracket up on our whiteboard, I thought that that was probably your intention. Yeah, when I wrote Tecmo. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was the he key probably indi- wants to play The key, it. The key indicator. Yeah. Tell you what, New England. just not get back be, from your mission. New Key indicator. Not, New
0: England's not going to be very good in that game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're so bad, <laughs> including their logo. But it's not as bad as the Chargers.
0: Our Twitter question today: What was the most impressive thing from last night's game against San Francisco? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
2: It's Twitter time.
0: At Kugbaka says three point shooting is starting to pick up. Doesn't hurt to have another arrow in the quiver. Hashtag archery analogies are fun. <laughs>
1: I watched The Arrow. I can appreciate that one. You have failed this city. (laughs) If you watch the show, you get it. If you don't, you're like, what? Well, Uh, that's half half the references on this show. Whatever. The cadence of your voice is what makes it work.
3: That's
0: Stephanie LG. It was Mika and Emery's show last night. Eli showed up as well, and I'm excited to see him contribute more.
1: There's an empty seat, Elijah occupies it. Then he comes in, and he just does work. This has been discussed for many years throughout the Earth's history. And here yeah. Elijah Bryan is doing it. Yeah,
0: again. yes. I'm thinking of those like... You're ju- looking
1: at me like, where are you No, going no, no. I'm
0: this? thinking of those like junior high signs that they'd make for when you played on the junior high team like, like, Sprinting Spencer. Yeah, cheesy like, nicknames. Like, yeah, it's like Efficient Eli. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Right. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm a real boy. Our Elite Tweet of the Day from at NelvinWilson7. Peyton Dastrup rowing the kooks to
1: victory. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the elite. When at white <laughs> b Pains pain tweets about you, you're in business. Hey, thanks to uh, Dennis Pitta, I think, uh, Brendan Sander, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Who's going to win the Twitter, not the Twitter, the Tecmo Super Bowl
0: with this year's team's playoffs in the 91 from game?
1: 91? We'll find out.
0: <sighs> Got to play that out. Show on demand, BYUSN.com, audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer, shout out to Keanu Nelson. Happy Friday, the 13th. BYU Sports Nation, back to work on Monday.